Would you go to 2 Corinthians, please? The uh, fifth chapter. We began last night, I believe, at the direction of the Lord. On these verses, I want to continue. The Word of God is rich beyond description. There is not one word void of power. (laughs) It is so rich. We should, uh, when we hear somebody say, turn to, we should start licking our lips. (laughs) Because this is 100% pure spirit food and faith nourishment. Not just the dead letter, but the anointed word. Hallelujah. Anybody believe that the Lord can speak something to you tonight that just bless you, just go go right into you, help you, answer questions. Hallelujah. You came here in faith. If you hadn't had some faith, you wouldn't have come. Right? You'd have said, no, that's not no need in coming. But you're here. Hallelujah. And verse 7, chapter 5. If you hadn't marked it, you might want to mark it. Put some asterisks beside it. Highlight. Underline. He said, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Why don't you say it out loud as a personal testimony. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Now, The Bible will tell you not only what to do, but what not to do. What something is and also what it's not. And what this is, this describes, among other things, two very different ways of living. Not just something you do on Sunday or at service time or meeting time. Two different ways of opening your eyes in the morning. Two different ways of putting your feet on the floor. Two different ways of talking to your spouse and children. You can talk to them based on what you're seeing and hearing. Or you can talk to them by faith is unmoved. By how much like a heathen they're acting at the time. Your eyes and ears may hear heathen and hoodlums. <laughs> Rascals. Problems. But don't, you know, and you'll see parents make big mistakes by when they see this over and over again going, you know, you're, you're a bad boy. You're being a bad boy. And they're not talking faith. And these little spirits soak up words. Like dry soil, good or bad. Especially somebody that they look up to tells them they're a bad kid, it'll brand them. That word will go into them and brand them. 
We need to speak to people by faith. Amen. The uglier they act, they go, you're a blessing. <laughs> you don't know it yet, but you are. You are a blessing. You ain't walking by sight. Now the reason I pause and talk about this is because it's easy to read that phrase and go, yep, 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 we know that, we know that, no, no, we have barely scraped the edge of the first F. (laughs) (laughs) Said out loud, I I live live and walk walk and operate and and function function not by what I see. But by what I believe. Hallelujah. The world uses words to express themselves. The world and the unsaved and Christians with unrenewed minds who are still walking by sight use their words to express themselves, how they feel. If they hurt, they say, oh, I hurt. If they uh, are down, they say, I'm depressed. If uh, Whatever. If they're happy, they say, I'm happy. God uses his words to create yes, and to change things. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Yes. And he wants us to act like him. Yes. Is that right? Yes. To be imitators of him and walk like he walked and use our words. Oh, friends. Our family needs it. The people we work with need it. A lot of times they're not going to believe God. Somebody needs to be speaking some faith. Is that right? And guess who it is? Don't expect everybody to get this. They could. They could. And they should. But don't expect everybody to get this. Even over a period of 10 years or 20 years. But the Lord will use you and he'll use me when everybody else is talking about how bad it is. Everybody else is talking about negative, lack, nothing good, defeat. God will use you to not be moved by what you see (laughs) or what they say or what the natural report is. And speak a word of faith. You can do it a thousand miles away. You can do it sitting in your chair with nobody around. I do it, Phyllis and I do it over our church people. We do it over our partners. We do it over our minister friends. You know something's going on. You don't have to have a lot of fanfare. You just say, in Jesus' name, I surround them with faith and love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And speak right into it. A word can zip right across the nation. Be strong. Be quickened. Other people go, I don't know what we're going to do. Did you hear? Did you hear? I don't know what we're going to do. Walk in by sight. Come on, sit out loud. I don't walk by sight. I don't walk by sight. I don't speak. I don't speak. Based on my feelings. Based on my feelings. I walk by faith. I walk by faith. And I speak. And I speak. What I believe, I speak to change it. I speak to create. We're made in the likeness and the image 
of the Creator. He creates with His words. Hallelujah. Back up to the fourth chapter and the uh, 16th verse. Thank you, Lord. 2 Corinthians 4, 16. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Faith calls those things that be not in this outward realm as though they were. I had the privilege of ministering in Brother Hagen's healing school for a number of years. What a blessing it was. You know, whatever you feed on night and day gets in you. It build, Man, it builds up in you. And uh, it gets easier and easier to believe for. And after 15 years of every day, actually basically morning, noon, healing in the morning, healing in the new time, healing when the sun went down. I realized I have had 15 years of amazing health, man, robust health, just, and it dawned on me, man, you need to hear more about prosperity, because yes. <laughs> I, we weren't doing so hot, because I, I wasn't eating, sleeping, dreaming prosperity, I, I was having healing. Even though your faith might be strong in one area, doesn't mean it's strong in every area. It's got to be fed in that area to get strong in that area. And even though it was real strong 20 years ago, if you don't keep feeding it, it can wane and weaken. But uh, after a number of years of that, I was actually down in uh, Central America on a mission trip. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Some good people there. And uh, I came across a fellow minister who was also a Ray grad, who had been down there ministering for a, a number of years and had been attacked with cancer. And it was in the last stages, no good prognosis, no nothing could be done, pain meds. And she was just skin and bone. And so weak, and, and she had asked, would I come by while I was there? And I said, yeah, it worked out, and we did. And she's bedfast. And uh, she's a Raymond grad. She's a preacher. She's a faith preacher, healing preacher. Uh, you know, Sunday, we talked about Peter walking on the water. And uh, I saw something I'd not seen before. Did Peter walk on the water? Did he? But he also sank. (laughs) Is that right? And when I was studying to preach Sunday, and I saw Peter got his eyes off the master, he got his eyes on the wind and waves, and how long did it take him to sink? How long take you to sink out there and and drown? It wouldn't be long at all. And, And the Lord said, that's what has happened. Repeatedly, situations where people were believing for something, healing or whatever, and uh, they were doing good, maybe sustained, and then all at once they went home. And people say, wonder why the Lord didn't heal them. Wrong question. Wrong question. It's easy 
Take your eyes off the master and look at the symptoms. How long does it take to go down? Do y'all see this? Don't, don't judge anybody. It don't take long. But uh, this dear sister was in such a bad way. I came. She's bedfast. I had to lean in and uh, I couldn't hear her talk. Barely a whisper. And I leaned in and almost to her mouth to hear. She said, Just so weak. I'm so weak. I can't eat anything. Everything I eat, it just comes right back up. I can't. I can't keep anything on my. She had cancer of the stomach and and other things, and she was saying, I, "I'm so weak. I can't eat anything. Everything I eat, it just comes right back up." And of course, that's what it had been. And she, the doctor said, they don't know how she's still alive. She's skin and bones. Well, we can look at the situation. We can think about that. We can talk about that. How bad it is. How rough it is. Everybody say, walking beside. Walking beside. Won't change a thing. This is what came up in me. Let the weak say. <laughs> I am strong. That's what came up in. I said, Sister, I said, This is what came up in my spirit. Let the weak say, I am strong. She kind of looked at me and nodded. She's so weak, she can hardly, she can't hold her head up. I said, I'm going to help you. I said, Don't, you don't have to exert. So I leaned up against him. I said, I am strong. She said, I am strong. I said, that's good. That's good. That's good. Here we go. I'm strong in the Lord. I'm strong. I said, that's good. That's good. And the power of his mind. We did this for 45 minutes. Same thing. You don't have to make it complicated. (laughs) You don't have to find a new scripture nobody's read before. (laughs) There's enough power in 1 Peter 2.24 to heal everybody on the planet. Is that right? At the same time. 45 minutes. She's sitting up in the bed, talking loud enough you could hear her outside the house. I'm strong in the Lord. It's miraculous just to watch what the Word, is the Word of God power? He sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. I mean, there was no loud music going on. I mean, it's just us in this little room. She looked at me. There was a sparkle in her eye. She's just skin and bone. But she's talking loud enough. You can hear her outside. She said, oh, oh, glory to God. Glory to God. I said, now look at me, sister. Never again say, I have no appetite. Because that's one of the things she has said. She said, I just, I got no appetite. The smell of food makes me sick. 
And every time I eat something, it touches my stomach, it comes right back up. Cancer of the stomach. I said, never say it again. By this time, she's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, never say it again. Here's what you say. You say, I have a voracious appetite. And when I eat, it stays down. I said, will you do that? She said, yeah, yeah. I said, now listen, listen. And a lot of people wouldn't think this is faith, but this is where folks get off. Say it out loud. I walk by faith. I walk by faith. Not by sight. Not by sight. Why would you have to say that unless there's going to be some sight <laughs> that you're going to have to not let move you? That you're going to have to look past and not look at the things seen, but look at the things not seen. I said, tell me what we're going to say. She said, I have a voracious appetite. It was actually funny because she was so, so skinny and pitiful and and she's got a voracious appetite. But that's what you got to do. Amen. Right? If you talk what you look and feel, you got days or less. I have a voracious appetite. And when I eat, it stays down. She said, well, it's, you know, it's been, I said, mm, mm, mm. I said, listen to me. I'm sure it's been, I don't know how hard. We're talking about what changes things. If you eat something, it hits the bottom of your stomach. You feel so sick, you don't know what to do. You throw up. You feel like you're going to pass out. I said, when you finish throwing up, you say, when I eat, it stays down. Oh, come on, are y'all listening? See, a lot of people, they know how to say something, but then when it doesn't look and feel like it, I don't understand. I'm a faith person. This ain't supposed to. No, we're just now finding out if you are a faith person or not. I said, you with me? She said, yes, yes, Brother Keith, yes. And we praised God and glorified God. Two months later, we're at Brother Hagin's camp meeting. Somebody came by and they said, Weren't you down in Central America? I said, yeah. They said, you went by and saw Sister so I said, yeah. I hadn't heard about it since then. They said, do you know, man, she, she got an appetite. <laughs> she's put on 20 pounds. She's up walking around. She's back doing things at the church. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. One of the most amazing things along that line I've seen was a very similar situation. We were teaching healing school at Brother Hagin's ministry. We had a morning class where the only people that were believing for themselves came. And the afternoon it was open to the public. We were in that morning class, a little small class. And I was speaking on God's word is medicine. Just like medicine will get in you and affect your body. The word of God, literally. It didn't say it's like medicine. It is medicine. Life to those that find it. And health and medicine to all their flesh. Oh, somebody needs to say it right now. The Word of God. The Word of God. You're hearing some Word of God right now. Come on, say it out loud. The Word of God is life to me and medicine to all my flesh. So I was I'm just teaching on this. There was no loud music or big fanfare. Just, you know, I was teaching about Proverbs 4. 
And they were in the back of the class. There might probably wouldn't be 50 people in there. Uh, a young man, maybe in his 30s, and a young woman. And he was bent over the, this chair like this. And you could hear him breathing all over the uh, room. Very distracting. He's going. <laughs> and you think, man, is he going to get that next one? You know what I mean? He, it, it was bad. And he's skin and bone too. And I'd never seen him before. So you, through the class, and we learned after a while, you know, the devil is evil. Sickness is foul. It's foul, nasty. How dare anybody attribute it to our loving Father? It is nasty, evil stuff. Should be obvious. It's the work of the devil. You believe it? I hate sickness. My feelings are not mild about it. You shouldn't hate. Yeah, not people, but you should hate evil because of what it does to people. It'll take a beautiful body made in the image of God and destroy it and distort it until it barely resembles it. I hate it. Come on, do you feel strong about it too? You need to feel strong. And I hate poverty. I despise it. I hate it. People are dying on the planet because of not enough food to eat. It's evil. I said it's evil. You and I should make no apologies for being strong against sickness. Strong against poverty. Let them mock. Let them call us health, wealth, whatever they want to. The truth is the truth. Sickness is evil. Healing is wonderful. (laughs) Poverty is evil. Prosperity is wonderful. Ones of the devil, ones of God. The works of the devil don't glorify God, can't glorify God. The works of the devil glorify the devil. It's only the works of God that glorify God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hope you didn't mind me interjecting that right there. I just, I feel quite strong about it. I, 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 have, I have seen sickness close up for a lot of years and I hate it. It's evil. But thank God we got the victory. Somebody say, I have a healer. The uh, young man breathing, you could hear him all over the room. And uh, about 15 minutes in, I'm trying not, you know, to let these things distract me. I'm, I'm ministering. But I noticed I don't hear that raspy breathing. And I glance back there, and he... Instead of being completely bent over like this, he's looking at me, and you don't hear him breathing, at least not from where I am. And over another 40 minutes, he's sitting straight up. He, he's got this look on his face. His wife's sitting beside him with tears rolling down her cheeks, clutching his arm. After the service, I couldn't wait to get back there. I thought so. I came back and I said, "Hey, I'd never saw him before. I'm, I'm you know, Brother Keith, and 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 he, he's not even talking. He's just looking at me. And uh, and I said, the Lord did something for you. The Lord did something for you. And, and he said, I just to feel it all over. I just to feel it. <laughs> I just to feel it all over. I just to feel it all over. And we found out 
They, they told me that he had been diagnosed with lung cancer and was in the last stages, spread to both lungs, got where he couldn't eat. And he's laying in the hospital bed, just receiving pain meds till he dies. In the very last, that skin and bone. You could tell he used to be a big, strong guy, but now he just wilted to nothing. And couldn't eat a thing. And somehow or another, they got to healing school. And the first hour and a half, they're there. The healing, he said, it's, it's just working all over me. It's just working all over me. And he looked at her, he says, I'm hungry. <laughs> and she just burst out crying. Oh, oh. She, said, she said, he hadn't eaten a bite of solid food in months. And they told me they went over across the street to the Mexican restaurant. <laughs> and just loaded up. And no problem. <laughs> Glory to God. The word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. We talked last night about the, the miracle working power of God. Everything we see that we can touch is actually made out of energy. The power of the word of God. Power can become matter can become power. <laughs> I know it's an amazing thing. But the word of God went into him and changed his lungs in an hour's time. Hallelujah. It's changing things in here right now. The word of God, if you'll receive it. <laughs> hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, somebody needs to say the word. The word is healing me. It's the word is healing me. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It'll work in your brain and re recreate and create and renew brain cells. It'll work in your heart, work in your kidneys and your lungs and your liver. Don't just accept, yeah, yeah, but Brother Keith, man, you know, I abused my body with alcohol and drugs and everything. You think God can't fix that? Well, yeah, but I, I messed it up, so I have to. No, there's this word called mercy. Mercy. Mercy means you can get healed anyway, even if you're the problem. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Mercy healings mercy. in the room. Mercy healings over the internet. No, you don't deserve it. None of us deserve it. Forget about all that. Well, I just don't deserve it. You should have already known that. Quit crying. <laughs> but you can enjoy it. You can enjoy it and not deserve it at all and not even understand it. Just believe that you receive. Hallelujah. I believe. That I receive. Healing. From the top of my head. To the soles of my feet. Hallelujah. Healing power. Is working in me. Hallelujah. And uh, I like something. That Paul said. You know, he said, none of these things move me. Yeah. Brother Hagin used to talk about that many people uh, lose their healing because of a counterattack. 
They receive something from the Lord. But then symptoms. Have you seen the principle in the word? The enemy tries to come back to where he was. I know that's not a nice thought, but it's just reality. He'll try to, you'd like to think, well, I'm done with him forever. It'd be nice. But he tries to come back. And you got to not be moved by any feelings or symptoms. And say, you must not say, well, I thought the Lord healed me, but I guess he didn't. That is just accepting it back on you. No? 1 Peter 2.24, if you'll notice, reads the same way every day. And it goes, come on, every day. Have you read it? 1 Peter 2.24, by whose stripes ye were healed. Now notice this other part, period. (laughs) Don't skip that. Uh, yeah, yeah, but. Ain't no yeah, but. It's just it's a period. Yeah. Period stop sign. Yeah. By his stripes I was healed. healed. What are you now? Healed. healed. How will it read tomorrow? Healed. healed. How about next week? Healed. healed. If you feel better? Healed. If you feel worse? Healed. Because you walk by faith. That's right. By what you believe. Yeah. Not by what you see. Or what you feel. Thanks be to God. Who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go with me, please, to uh, Hebrews. Actually, go to 1 Peter 1 and we'll back up to Hebrews, I think. 1 Peter 1. Faith is not hard. It's not complicated. It's very, very simple. It's a choice. But we live in a dark, cursed world. And if you let up with your faith for a few minutes, stuff will start pushing in on you. And if you start looking at it and thinking about it and talking about it, how long does it take to go down when you're walking on the water? Not long. Not long. We can't afford to have pity parties. We can't afford. To have a depressed day. We cannot afford. Did you hear what I'm saying? You can't afford it. It will cost you too much. Because a lot of times. People are using the faith they have. To maintain. Well if you quit believing. Now you got to regain the territory. Plus maintain. Just made it a lot harder on yourself. And it's not that the Lord's trying to make it hard to receive. It's already provided. We got an enemy. And he's a sorry cuss. I'm not shedding one tear when he gets thrown into the lake of fire. How about y'all? I'm going to say, yeah, yeah. Throw him deep. Throw him way out. (laughs) He's evil. He's evil and mean. He's going to get his. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> he don't like you talking about it either. He doesn't, which is why I bring it up from time to time. <laughs> I just, I just do it sometimes to be ornery. I just say, you know, I read in the back of the book. It said the time was short. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. 
Time is short, devil. Time is short. And you know, I read where a great big angel going to come and grab you. And you ain't going to be able to do a thing about it. Nothing. Going to wrap you up in some big chains. What you going to do? Tick tock. What you going to do? <laughs> if you want him to leave, start talking about that. Because it's true. He knows it. He don't want to think about it. You can't be a being of malice without being full of fear. The only thing that will rid you completely of fear is love. He has none. He's a tormented individual. He wants what you and I got. He can't have it. So if he ever wants to talk to you about how bad you got it, tell him your problems ain't nothing beside his, man. I mean, <laughs> he say, man, you're concerned about me? <laughs> if, I, if I fail to receive anything else and die right now, I'm going to heaven. My name's in the Lamb's book of life. What are you going to do? Huh? Tick tock. That can be some code talk between us. Tick tock. Devil ain't got much time. First Peter 1, 6. He said, wherein you greatly rejoice, not just rejoice, greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations. James says, count it all joy. When you fall into divers, temptations, and trials, you cannot do that walking by sight. No matter how strong a mind or emotions you may think you have, you can't do it. The only way you can count it joy is if you're not looking at what you're going through. You're looking at something else. You're not looking at the things seen. You're looking at the things not seen. This is, this is what the master did himself to get through the toughest experience of his earthly life. We're going to see it in just a moment. It, it's amazing. It's something in your arsenal. Talking about joy. The joy of the Lord is what? It's power. It's strength. Not, not just figurative. And it's possible as a child of God, when you feel terrible, and you feel defeated, and you feel depressed, and you feel pushed and squeezed on every side, and you feel weary, and you feel like giving up and quitting, it's possible to not walk by that, and yet in the midst of it, Rejoice yes. greatly. Yes. Now that ain't walking by sight. The scripture said at destruction and at famine thou shalt laugh. When destruction is happening around about you. Famine is, is as much lack as you can get. And you're going to do what? 
Laugh. Laugh. You can't laugh looking at the famine. Because the famine ain't funny. The disease is not funny. The pain is not funny. So how can you laugh? That's why a lot of people think, well, you can't. That's ridiculous. But you can. I said you can. If you can see something that's unseen. You can. (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh, man. Trying to pace myself to not jump to my main thing here. Got to get there. Keep reading. He said you rejoice greatly. Somebody say rejoice greatly. greatly. Most Christians, most of us do not rejoice nearly enough. Nearly enough. Which is also the same as not walking by faith enough. The two are inseparable. No such thing as being strong in faith and depressed. No such thing. If you're depressed, you're not strong in faith. Can't be. Can't be. Because if I'm believing, God's heard my prayer. If I'm believing, I got the victory. If I'm believing, the money's coming in. What is there to be depressed about? But if I just sit there and look at the bills talk with my friends about how hard it is and how bad it is. Got laid off and everything's this. and I feel worse than I did last week. I mean, you're looking at the wrong thing. Can it be right in front of you and yet you don't see it? You're looking at something else. The account's told of a, a man of God who had lived all his life inland and never saw the ocean. And finally he got to go to the Pacific Ocean. And he was sitting on the, he got there to the beach, and he just sat down. And he just looked out over that vast blue expanse for minute after minute, minute after minute. Finally, one of the individuals with him said, what are you looking at? What do you see? He said, I see God. I see God. He wasn't just looking at water. You can't see your miracle Looking at the problem. You can't see your healing. Looking at the symptoms. And the pain. And the bad reports. You can't see your prosperity. Looking at the bills. Looking at your lack of education or training. You can't, you can't see it. And if you can't see it. You can't have it. Things happen first inside. Then they work outside. You got to see you healed. Before you feel you healed. You got to see you bills paid before you experience bills paid. Come on, is this how faith is? You got to see it. Oh, somebody say, see it, see it. Last year we talked about our intercontinental airplane. It's sitting in the hangar, ready to go. Ah. God will do it for anybody. Anybody. But that harvest that so many of you are part of is uh, the, the fruition of 20 years 
I see it now. I know when the Lord started us down that path. And the Lord tried to talk to me about an airplane two or three years before that, but I couldn't see it. Did you hear that phrase? I couldn't see it. And uh, finally, I could see us in a little single engine that didn't burn too much gas. And not too long after I could see that, we had one. But the Lord dealt with me about a jet. I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. Our ministry was so small. I mean, I couldn't even pull up and say, fill her up. (laughs) And if you can't say that, how can you have one and own one? And and it's not like that was just my greatest aspiration in life. I mean, I'm a preacher. That's what we do. But uh, the Lord keep dealing with I mean, I was preaching one time over in, in California, actually. While I'm speaking, the Lord began to talk to me. While I'm talking, preaching, he said, I dealt with you to believe for a jet. I thought... Oh, okay. He said, when are you going to do that? I thought, well, Lord, I'm saying this while I'm preaching. He said, this is not a luxury. You're going to need this to do what I've called you to do. Get on it. So after the service, I started, and, 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 I, would, and I would think, and, and I think, okay, I see a jet, I see a jet, I see a jet. There it is. Uh-huh, looks good. Takes off, it's flying. And then I look, and me and Phyllis is down on the pavement going, waving. It's Brother Kenneth and Miss Gloria. They're, they just, I can see them in a jet. And I thought, no, 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 that's not going to help me. They already got a jet. <laughs> Are anybody with me? I, I couldn't see it. How do you get to see it? Vision comes from spending time with the Lord, with the Word, and around His people. You need to be around people. Who have greater vision than you do. Oh it'll do wonders for you. It'll do. Brother, Brother Kenneth helped me with that. He said get up in my airplane. Sit down in the seat. Make airplane noises. It helps you. It helps you. And over a period of years. And finally we got to where. You know. And I was believing for this next step. And I thought well man that's bit be just amazing. I wouldn't even look at what, what the Lord gave us. It just was just too big. Too big. You have to overcome. Sometimes generations yeah. of small thinking. Wrong. Is that right? Wrong thinking. But well, we just poor folks. You know, we just come from poor and background. We poor, but we proud. God will deliver you from both. He will. He will. You want to be able to see yourself healed. Doing whatever healed people do. Eating whatever healed people eat. Living long like healed people do. Come on, is that right? Having good get-togethers with your, your family like normal families do. Even though yours might have come apart at the seams. See it. Oh, somebody say, I see it. I see it by faith. Lord, let the vision come in me to see what you want me to see. And when you're seeing that, even though you're experiencing something else, you can rejoice over that while you're getting from here to there. So they're going through problems. 
But they're rejoicing greatly that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found to praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you love. In whom, though now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice. Come on, say Believing, Believing, you rejoice. rejoice. I want you to say it about five times. Believing, Believing, you rejoice. rejoice. Believing, Believing, you rejoice. rejoice. Believing, you rejoice. Believing, if you're believing, you rejoice. What if you're not rejoicing? You ain't believing. The word dawns on you. Got a lot of bills, you got a lot of stuff, but you've sown your seed, you've prayed, you released faith, you believe you receive, and you and it gets in you. I got it. His word is true. He's faithful. At the moment that happens, praise will come out of you. The moment. If you hadn't got to the praise, you hadn't got to faith. You don't see it yet. It's not there. Yet Believing you rejoice over something you don't see. Now there's been a few people that have seen the master. That have gone and seen the throne room. Not many. Most of us have not seen him. But do you love him? Come on saints. Do you love him? You don't have to have a. When we talk about walking by faith not by sight. Seeing the unseen. Right now, we're not talking about having visions. We're not talking about having visions. We're talking about doing this by faith. You can see the unseen by faith without a special manifestation of the Spirit. No vision, no trance, no dream, just by faith. You're already doing it. Do you love the Lord? Come on, I'm asking. Do you love the Lord? Yes. You hadn't seen him. You hadn't touched him physically. But is he real to you? Yes. Do you love him? Yes. Yes. And the more you believe in him and see him by faith, the closer he is. And the stronger he manifests. And when that happens, rejoicing happens. You, joy. And when the joy flows, the strength flows. Hallelujah. So many are waiting until things get better to rejoice. And they get weaker every day and every week. We can initiate strength in ourselves. But you got to tune the other out. You got to quit talking the mistake. You got to quit talking the symptoms. Got to cut it off. You're not... You know, saying it's not there. Yeah, it's there. We're not saying it's not real, but you got to quit looking at it. You got to quit talking about it, and you got to talk about your healer. You got to talk about your provider. You got to talk about how good he is, right? You got to get your mind off of the problem and start talking about the end. You can't see the healing looking at the symptoms, but you can see your healing looking at your healer. And you can see him by faith. You can't see the meeting of your needs looking at your bills. Are looking at your congregation. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
They're not your source. Never were. That's too weak. Your congregation is not the source of the finances of the local church. If they are, God is not your source. And when that's real to you, you put no pressure on people. None. And God will deal with people on the other side of the world to send money to your church and your ministry. They don't have to be in in the pew. Do you believe it or not? You just said, God, the Lord was your healer. Is he your source also? Come on, on, say it out loud. God, not man. God is my source. My source. I preached on that back before we had a church. For about a year and a half, I was preaching everywhere I went on God being your source, God being your source, God being your source. And uh, we were down to the last quarter of that, this particular year. We're not pastoring, we're traveling full time. And uh, seeking the Lord about what to do. And the Lord said, I want you to stay home and not go anywhere or do anything. Well, that's the last quarter of the year and it's Christmas time. And we had a handful of employees and and bonuses, and, and we had none of that. I said, Lord. He said, who's your source? <laughs> I've, I've been preaching to you. <laughs> you know the Lord will give back to you what you preach. He said, who's your source? I said, oh, yeah, that's the right answer. You are my source. Because you're used to, he's wanting to break me. Free from looking at that too much. You're not going. You're not having meetings. You're not going to churches. You're not. You know. There's not going to be offerings from that. Well, was that your source? Yeah. <laughs> was that your source? It's not supposed to be. If you say, "Well, I don't make that much. I can't afford." Well, that means your job's your source. Elsewise, why can't you get it? You can have anything you can believe for. All things are possible to him that believes. If you can see it, you can get it. If you can see it happening. So I I said, yes, sir. And I stayed home and I didn't go anywhere, didn't do anything. More money came in than when I was going out. I thought, Lord, I like this a lot. Let's just do this the rest of the year. He said, no, get back to work. Somebody say, the Lord is my source. The Lord is my source. Believing you rejoice. Go to Hebrews, the 11th chapter. He begins by saying, verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things what? Not seen. Verse 3, Through faith we understand The worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen. Now, we need mind renewal in this area. That's why I talked about it last night. It might have seemed like I was a little bit too techy on some of it. But we need to get mind renewal. What you're sitting on is created out of things you can't see. Your body is created not out of nothing. Didn't say God created the worlds out of nothing. That's an incorrect phrase. He created it out of material you can't see. 
released through faith and his words. The things which are seen, everything you see, is not made out of the substance that you can see. Now skip down to verse uh, 24. By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, which is like turning down being a billionaire. And in those days, the gap between rich and poor was Grand Canyon. The rich lived like kings, the poor like animals. But he refused it. How can you refuse living in a palace, eating the best food, driving Ferraris? He did. How? Keep keep going. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin. And there is some temporary pleasure from sin. Don't tell people there's not. They know there is. (laughs) But it's very, very temporary. Rather than enjoying the pleasures of sin for a season, just for a short span and time, how do you do that? Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. How did he walk away from all of that? Because he saw something you couldn't see with these eyes. He saw eternal reward. Hallelujah. He saw having a place of honor in God's eternal kingdom. And so the gold lost its glitter. The sin lost its allure. We don't just need to tell people, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. They need to see what to replace it with. They need to see, right? Not just be condemned and intimidated. Be inspired that this is worth the sacrifice. It's worth leaving this behind. It's worth not partying with your friends. It's worth not lying and stealing. It's worth, this is so much greater. But then you're looking at something that other people don't see. You're looking at things not seen. He had respect of the recompense of reward. We haven't talked enough about reward. We need to preach on reward. Jesus talked a lot about it. We need to talk about reward because that's setting our mind on things above and things ahead. We want to have reward in mind every day when we wake up. The Lord taught us this. And that'll help us when that's more real to us. It'll help us to pass on things you see down here. Because see the devil will come and he'll say, oh you're missing out. You're getting old and, and you're missing out. And you, and you only live once. That's a bunch of junk. This stuff 
The Bible said the world and everything in it is passing away. Everything down here is like a gallon of milk. It's got an expiration date on it. And it ain't going to last much longer. And what you want is the good stuff. You want the things that last forever and ever. And instead of being a big deal in the world, you want to be somebody in heaven. Yes, amen. Amen. No, you didn't hear that. You want to come around the corner. And there's David and Abraham and Moses and Billy Joe. (laughs) Billy Joe. With Moses and Abraham hanging out. You say, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hebrew, look at the end of the chapter, and I got to come back. End of the chapter, 1139. These all having obtained a good report, good report, that's King James. Commendation. Approval. By God. So that's what First Peter just talked about. Your faith being more precious than gold. And it, your faith will receive praise of God. I'm quoting scripture. There will come a time, if you're faithful... The Lord will praise your faith. All these obtained a good report, a a, a commendation and approval of God through faith, received not the promise. You know why? God having provided some better thing for us. Oh, you got to shout about us. 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 That without us. They can't have it all. Without us, they got to wait on us. They got to wait on us. Without us, they should, they should not be made perfect. They're waiting on us. I can almost hear Paul sometimes saying, Keith, Keith, Keith Moore. If I had the internet and a jet airplane. Go, boy. Go, go. <laughs> They're waiting on us. There's a great cloud of witnesses. But they're not looking for us to grovel and whine. They're looking for us to run a race of faith like they did. Is that right? They're looking for us to not be moved by what we feel and see. And to speak faith and talk faith and walk faith and live faith. Back up to 25. He chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. The honor of God is worth far more than any amount of money. He had respect to the recompense of the reward. By faith, he forsook Egypt and a life of luxury. And status. Never have to work a day in your life. Everybody bow to you when you walk by. Do anything your flesh wanted to do. Nobody's going to say a word. He walked away from it. Gladly. Didn't even fear. I mean you cross the Pharaoh. You can be dead that day. But he, he didn't let the money hold him. He didn't let the status hold him. He didn't let the fear hold him. Because he was looking at something else. Oh, somebody say he was looking at something else. He endured 
Because he was seeing him who's invisible. And if he can do that under the old covenant, come on, come on. Why can't we do it with the greater one inside? Born again Christians. Somebody say he endured. How? How did he do it? How do you endure symptoms, challenges, needs, lack, attacks, problems? How do you get through it? How do you endure it? By choosing not to look at it, but to look at something else. Look at something else. Be like that man staring out over the Pacific. What do you see? What do you see? All I see is God. That's all I see. He's not talking about he's having open vision. He says, by faith, I see God. I see God. No matter how much your body's racked with pain, you need to say, I see my healer. I see my healer. I see him taking those stripes on his back. Is that right? I see him taking my infirmities and bearing my sicknesses and carrying my past. That's what I see. That's what I see. That's what I see. I see it. What do you see? What do you see? Man, you got a mountain of bills. You got this. You got that. No, no. Let me tell you what I see. I see good measure. Pressed down. Shaking together. Running up. I see it. I see it. Look, somebody say, I see it. I, I see it. No, we're talking, not talking about you having a vision or falling in a trance. You see it by faith. By faith. He endured as seeing him who is invisible. Now go to the 12th chapter in closing, I think. 12, 1. 12, 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. What kind of witnesses? Faith witnesses. People who lived by faith. Did exploits by faith. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And you know what those weights and sins do? They attach you to the seen world. They tether you to the seen world. I don't think I've ever said that before. That's why you got to cut them. You got to cut them. So I'm not pulled back into seeing and feeling. Well, you, you can't sin by faith. <laughs> you can only sin by sight and feeling. <laughs> Let us run with patience the race. What kind of race? Faith race. That is set before us. Keep going. Looking. We're not looking at how hard the race is. We're not, we're not looking at the weights. We're not looking at the sins. We cut off the sin. We drop the weights. We're looking. What do you see? It's so hot. Don't look at the heart. It's so hot. Don't look at the heart. Somebody say, I see the master. I see the master. What do you see? You're seeing the one who ran a perfect race in front of us showed us how to do it and then sent his spirit to hold our hand while we run ours is that right we're looking at the winner you keep looking at the winner at the winner at the winner you are one you become what you behold 
looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Now get this. He tells how he endured the crucifixion, the scourging, and that's just what you could see. The worst part is what happened in the spirit. He was made sin. Didn't sympathize with it. He was made sin. That's why the serpent, the brass snake on the pole is a type of Jesus on the cross. How could that be a brass snake? Yes, because when he hung there, he became sin. We have no idea. That's why he cried out, my God, why have you forsaken me? I mean, it's, we have no idea. You know what your sin has done to you. What about all the sin of all mankind? Generations past, present, and future converging on one spotless, sinless soul at once. And then the full brunt of the full judgment of the Almighty coming on that sin. We have no idea. How did he get through it? How could he get through it? He was tempted not to. In the garden. What did he pray? Father. If there's any way. All things are possible with you. Is he talking faith? Yes he is. And if it's possible. Let this cup pass from me. He couldn't get the father to say it was okay. So nevertheless. Submitted himself to it. How did he get through it? The mocking, the spitting, the sin, the judgment. How did he get through it? For the joy. Somebody say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. How did Jesus get through the cross? Oh, this will make you shout all night. How did he get through the cross? For the joy... That was set before him. He endured the cross. Despising the shame. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And triumphed over all. And sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How did he do it? How did he do it? The scourging. The lacerations, the bruises, and that's just the part you could see. The cause and source of every disease was hitting him and coming on him. And then the sin, how did he make it through it? How did the pain, we have no idea because it wasn't just physical and it wasn't just emotional and mental and soulical. It was more spiritual pain than any beings ever experienced. How did he make it through it? He didn't look at it. I said he didn't look at it. He looked past the scourging. He looked past the nailing. He looked past the hanging on the cross. He looked past the mocking and the jeers. He looked past the crown of thorns. He looked past the jeering crowd. He looked past and he saw a bunch of us at Greater Faith Conference. Oh, hallelujah. He saw a bunch of us. He saw people on every continent. He saw people that would believe on him and love him and let him wash them in his blood and joy. Come on, joy. Joy 
joy what came up welling in his spirit and gave him all the strength he needed to go through the scourging, the cross, and death. To yield, he had to, he would have never died if he hadn't by will yielded to death. He yielded to it. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. By faith he released. And then was taken for judgment. How do you endure all that? He's not looking at it. I said he's not looking at it. For the joy. Oh, somebody say, for the joy. For the joy. Like Phyllis was saying by the Spirit the other night, we have underestimated joy. We have underestimated how. There's a reason why the Lord keeps saying, praise, rejoice in the Lord all the time and rejoice. Praise, praise. I think people have thought the Lord just had a a big ego. He just went, you know, praise me. Praise me some more. It's mostly for us. Come on, are you with me? We need it so desperately because it helps us get our eyes off of the junk and on him. Is that right? It helps us quit looking at the thing seen and looking at that which is not seen. And the moment you do, joy, joy, joy begins to bubble, begins to stir. And the moment joy starts moving, strength starts coming. Strength. And with enough joy and enough strength, you can come through anything. Not just survive, thrive. You can overcome and try Jesus, that's how he made it through the cross. Hallelujah. Stand on your feet, everybody. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.